Welcome to the Professional Website Investor Podcast, the show where we talk about what it takes to successfully buy, operate, scale, and sell a thriving e-commerce business. When it comes to doing business online, we believe that buying an existing website is far superior to building one from scratch. So if you're a career professional who's looking to become an e-commerce store owner, listening to this show will give you the knowledge, tools, and community support you need to be successful. I'm your host, Ryan Cowden. And this week, we're joined by Ian Bond from ProfessionalWebsiteInvestors.com. In this episode of the Professional Website Investor Podcast, Ian and I discuss some strategies for sharing the burden of running your own website. Not everyone who owns and runs a website does so full-time. For some people, it always has been a side hustle, and that's what it always will be. For others, they're just starting out and holding on to another job until their new website becomes financially sustainable. Today's episode is especially designed to help avoid the mistakes many early investors make. If you don't have the time or the skill set to do this all on your own, we recommend bringing in some people who can help you manage your website and give it a good foundation from the beginning. On this episode, you'll hear the kinds of people you should consider hiring to help with your website. These would include customer service assistants, pay-per-click advertising experts, and web developers. Next, we'll play out a plan for outsourcing your customer service to virtual assistants. Hiring a virtual worker to handle customer service can be inexpensive if you are organized and have a clear training system in place. Then, we'll discuss the advantages of hiring someone to manage your pay-per-click ads. A lot of traffic comes from posts on Google and other prominent lists. So if this isn't a part of your skill set, it would be wise to allocate part of your budget for hiring a person who understands this work. After that, we'll cover why you should consider hiring a web developer. Web developers come in handy when you need to update or add supplier inventory to your website. And finally, we'll discuss the best places to find good workers for each type of position we cover in this episode. If you're looking for some support for your new website, then this is one episode you won't want to miss. There's a lot of actionable advice in this episode, so grab something to write with because you're going to want to take notes. As always, I'll be back on the other side to wrap up any loose ends. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Ian Bond. All right, Ian, welcome back to the show. It's great to see you again. Hey, Ryan, great to see you. Como estas? All good? It's all good. I mean, I'm in California. I'm in Southern California, (laughs) and it's hard for things not to be going well this time of year. Uh, Well, it's officially uh, the weekend here, Thursday night and officially the weekend, so party on. Good. Well, it's good to kick it off with you then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, great. Well, uh, we've got a really interesting topic today. It's an interesting companion yeah. to the, the previous episode that we did. Um, where, and today we're talking about you know scaling or failing. And right. uh, you've introduced this interesting concept about how three considerations that you need to keep in mind um, are your time and your money and your skills, right? Um, and today we're kind of considering what's it like if you maybe don't have the time or the skills to launch a website, which is a situation we find ourselves in. So, um, what do you, what do you think about all that? If you don't have yeah. the time or the skills. So when I, when I was thinking of, of, of this as a topic to, to, you know, kind of put out there for people, uh, on the podcast, you know, our, our last episode was something I really, really wanted to talk about. Uh, because I think sometimes we, I emit this aura that, you know, we have eight revenue producing websites and the, but the vast bulk of the people that we know 
have one or two or maybe three, and they do most of the things themselves. And they don't they don't outsource everything. They make some intelligent choices. And you know, we talked about the activities that you have to solve for. Um, and you know, you know, as you rightly mentioned, you know, um, what you have to think about is, you know. Do you have the time? Do you have the skills and, you know, and or do you have the money to make the commitment that you need to make? And where I see entre- entrepreneurs fail, what I call the entrepreneur's dilemma, scale or fail, if you're a busy career professional and you're not honest with yourself or if you're not thoughtful, or if you don't consider it, you can, I've seen too many people not take into consideration, you know, what needs to be done and, you know, make a commitment to get it done. And then, you know, the website becomes a chore, it gets neglected, you start to fail. And, you know, it really was a failure to plan. And, you know, failure to plan is planning to fail. So, you know, that's the, that's, that's the scale or fail dilemma that I see for most people. So, you know, we, we can, we can unpack that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, let's, let's start with the time issue. What's, what's your main piece of advice for someone who wants to buy a website as a side project, but they don't have the time to fully do it themselves. Well, um, you know, okay. So let's just make an assumption, um, that, you know, a, a new buyer is going to buy a, a, a smallish, Website that they want to grow. Let's just assume it makes a thousand or two thousand dollars a month. Um, and you know, that can mean anywhere from, you know, maybe, you know, 15 to 30 orders that you're going to process in any given month. That's not a huge amount. Yeah. Could be less, can be a lot less than that too. Um, and you know, maybe they buy the site from a digital nomad, like I bought my first two sites Mm -hmm. and they're doing everything themselves. And this includes, you know, customer service, supplier relations, product uploading, inventory updates, pay-per-click. And, you know, now our buyer, our hero, wants to make the same amount of money, mm. but, they don't, but they don't have the time to do all of these things, you know, due to their career. Um, you know, and that's the problem, Ryan, in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, they've, so they've, you know... I don't want to say deluded themselves, but they failed to, you know, failed to take that into consideration. Right. So um, what's the first step? If if you realize that you don't have the time um, to do this all yourself, what's, what's the first step you should take? Well, um, the first thing that you obviously should do is that, you know, you should, you know, completely understand all of the requirements you know, before you actually buy the site, you know, um, we've talked about sites being logistics heavy uh, or logistics light. We've talked about sites being technical service heavy or technical service light. Um, you know, there are characteristics of websites that, you know, you could fairly easily understand. Um, I've got a friend in Los Angeles, Drew, who has purchased a site that has fairly high ticket sales, um, you know, and fairly uh, small number of sales. He's in maybe one of the busiest executives I know. 
travels like a a madman, but you know knows his products cold, is delighted to get on the phone with a a, a prospective buyer in this niche. No, nobody's expecting to get somebody, you know, on the first ring, you know, customer is. They're not requiring things be delivered right away, but they do want to talk to somebody knowledgeable that can answer the question. So as busy as he is, he can handle it. And he doesn't get that many order, doesn't get that many orders in any given month. And, you know, this was the perfect site for Drew. So, you know. Let me give you a few examples of things you can do. You know, okay. maybe you can maybe you can lower the number of orders and you can focus on a higher profitability per order. You know, Drew has a very high profitability per order. Um, you know, maybe, you know, of the uh, crucial activities that you uh, critical activities that you have to solve for, you know, you can handle um uh, you know, one or a couple of them, but not all of them. And, yeah. you know, you know, maybe you've got a spouse or a partner like I do and many people do that can, you know, work with you and, you know, you can solve for that. So there's, you know, there, yeah. there are, there are things you can do, but you got to start before you buy a site okay. uh, uh, and, and be realistic. Okay. One thing that you can do if you're, if you're looking to free up some time is you can outsource the work to, to virtual assistants or other, other contractors. Um, and just big picture, what kind of people should you be looking to bring on? Are, are you looking for full-time employees? Are you looking for contractors? Uh, what what kind of workers should you be looking to bring on? The answer is yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. So, so um, the reality is that you probably aren't going to need you know kind of full-time website developer. But you can get really good people to help you upload products if a supplier adds products to their category or if uh, to their catalog or if a uh, 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 you bring on a new supplier and you want to upload their entire catalog. Um, if you are in a, a, a higher volume niche where you're processing more orders or if you just don't want to do it. You can bring on people that will do customer service. You can hire uh, people in the in the Philippines. Um, and mention that you know the first one of the first things that we wanted to do was outsource our pay-per-click because you can get really talented people really reasonably and get good results. And I think of that as being something that's you know fairly technical yeah. um, and and you know something that you know can be a little bit time-consuming to be done right. And you know, I just wanted to get that off my plate. I'm busy, and so you know, th- those are you know a few of the things. And I would be remiss if I didn't repeat it for the umpteenth time that I don't think you should ever um, outsource the supplier relations. You should be somehow figuring out how to get in front of your suppliers all the time. And and um, you know, I'm not saying you do that every day, but make a uh, concerted effort to have conversations. Um, with the supplier. So, Great. you know, you know, that's the, 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 the general things that I think about, you know, customer service, PC, PPC, um, developers, um, and then, uh, you know, the supplier relations, make sure you hang on to those yourself. Okay. Great. Well, let's look at the customer service piece then. Um, yeah. what, what, what does it cost to fix that? Um, how do you, how do you implement change there? 
So, you know, a virtual assistant from the, the Philippines will cost you uh, in the range of four to five dollars an hour. I know people that pay less. We pay uh, four to five dollars an hour um, for any one single website. I can't imagine it's going to take more than 20 hours um, a week to begin with. Um, but the real cost of a virtual assistant, Ryan, is in training the VA correctly because that's the time that you have to put in up front um, to understand all the idiosyncrasies in your business uh, regarding you know, how the si uh, suppliers act. You've got to craft uh, standard messages that the VA can use you know, kind of for every possible inquiry that you're going to get. Um, and it takes a while to get that on, uh, onto autopilot. But once you do, you know, then you're off to a great start. So, um, you know, let me just mention that, you know, you want to document all of the processes that you put in place in case you ever change VAs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we made this mistake. We trained someone and then they left. Actually, we had to fire them. But now, you know, we use a, a, a software called Swiss Process and we have over 100 screen share videos that our VAs can refer to and access, you know, during their day. If they forget something and it's all well, very well laid out. And, um, you know, by the way, uh, most inquiries that we get aren't really mission critical and they can be answered, you know, kind of the next day. If it doesn't have to be, you know, we're usually asleep when U.S. is shopping. We can most of the time ask, answer of the desk the next day. But every time a supplier changes something, my wife will create a screen share, upload it to Sweet Process have all of our VAs confirm that they've watched it. And, you know, now you've got something that lives forever. Let yeah. me just give you a parenthetically, when you hire someone that works for like JP Morgan Chase or American Express or one of the big, uh, one of the big financial firms, one of the big people that uh, use business process outsourcing from the Philippines, they do all of their stuff in PDF documents and the VAs hate PDFs and they love oh. our videos. Okay. They love our video. Even as, as hokey as they are, I mean, they're not professional in any way, shape, or form because it's literally a screen share. But the VAs love the video, and you can understand why. It's just much easier to see somebody clicking around than it is to read a PDF in the middle of the night. Now, there are a couple of other tools that we use to help with VAs. One, we use project management software called Asana. Um, it's spectacular. The second is any messaging. We use Slack. They're about to go public. Everybody will know more about them. Um, we don't allow any email between team members, um, both Asana and Slack. We use the free versions. We do pay monthly for the sweet process. So, you know, our VA cost is, you know, a VA cost might be for a typical store could be, you know, three to $400. But the big cost for a VA, Ryan, is the time that you're going to spend up front getting things set up. Yeah. But depending on the complexity you have and with one store, it maybe is not, you know, incredibly complex. Mm -hmm. It's really, really doable. Okay. Let's jump over to the pay-per-click advertising expert. Um, what are you hiring them to do? And what's kind of the rough ballpark cost of, of that move? Uh, for high ticket drop shipping, the bulk of the, uh, what you do in, in, um, you know, pay-per-click is uh, Google product listing ads or PLAs. 
um, you should spend probably four to five hundred dollars per month on a an expert to run your pay per click. Your ad spend is going to be for a single store in any given month, certainly below two thousand dollars usually, generally below a thousand dollars to begin with, and you're going to have a target for your return on ad spend. Um, it'll take you a few months. Uh, for your PPC expert to get to the point where they're not only making money on the ads for you, but they're also covering their cost. Um, but it's, you know, like I said, it's a, it's an expense well worth, um, uh, uh allocating to. Um, you'll get it right over time. Okay. And I'll just caution you that you should monitor this, you know, frequently, particularly at the beginning, because um, while it's not labor intensive, like running a VA, it can be dollars uh, intensive. Hmm. And we've had, we've had the wheels come off on some PPC uh, programs. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> embarrassed to admit it, it can be very, ex- it can be very expensive, and it can screw mm-hmm. up your whole month. Okay. So just, you know, big asterisk, watch your PPC partner, um, and make sure that you're, you're, um, not overspending, particularly as you adjust, you kind of adjust your ad budgets as you go up. Okay. Great. Um, web developer, why would you, why would you want to bring on a web developer and, and what does that cost look like? Uh, you know, only two reasons for a web developer are, um, you know, number one, um, you know, uh, uh, our, our suppliers give us, um, uh, you know, daily inventory updates on, you know, we have a very big store that has nine over 9,000 products and I don't know, 20 suppliers. Um, it's a lot of inventory updating that we're doing in order to keep, um, our uh, inventories in sync with our suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing we want is a bad customer experience where they buy something for us that they can't get. Mm-hmm. Um, that's can be labor intensive. Most of the time, our VAs can do that. Sometimes we get some tricky formats and we need a, uh, a developer to do that. Uh, we have one guy that we have on, uh, on staff and I'm, you know, I don't think we pay him more than 40 or $50 a week, hmm. um, for little nits and gnats. Uh, the bulk of it is some tricky updates that we'll get every so often, not the normal updates. The VAs can handle that. The biggest thing you need a website developer for is when a supplier adds products to their catalog, or if you add a new supplier and they, um, uh, you want to upload their entire catalog, you're going to want to have a developer to do that. That's pretty time consuming stuff. So, you know, that's something that, you know, um, you, let's say you're, uh, are able to uh, secure, you know, a, a, you know, platinum level supplier. You know, you want to get their stuff up as quickly as pro- uh, as possible, have it look incredibly good, have the content be excellent, especially on their highest selling products and, you know, go back to them and impress them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's if you're a busy career professional, that's going to be tough for you to do. Right. Right. Um, where's the best place to find these workers? Are, are these are they going to be on different websites because of what they do? Or is there kind of one place where you can find all of it? Uh, well, let me just, uh, I'll finish the thought of the website developers. Uh, oh. those, those are, yeah, those, those are guys that you, you know, you find on Upwork. Um, oh, okay. You know, uh, yeah. uh, 
those guys are uh, on Upwork. And in terms of those guys, I failed to mention, apologize, that you know we've paid anywhere 50 cents per product uh, upload to $15 per hour. And it generally okay. it depends on the complexity of what you're doing. Um, but if you were to upload for three bucks a product, um, you know, you would probably, you could use that as a benchmark for, uh, VAs, um, you know, onlinejobs.ph. Um, we've hired, uh, oh gosh, a dozen VAs off of onlinejobs.ph. We've had better success there than we've had on Upwork. Um, I would say that, you know, with regards to PPC folks, that's generally a word of mouth. Um, you know, you can go into forums and ask people, you know, who they use. People are pretty honest with you. And, you know, unfortunately, or maybe it's fortunately, you know, because someone hasn't been able to solve you for someone else's PPC doesn't mean they may not be able to solve for yours. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. vice versa is the case. We've had the case where we've gotten great referrals and they haven't been able to help us. Yeah. So PPC is a little trickier, unfortunately. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you know, there's a, there's a tension here to this whole process because you're, you're trying to grow your site, uh, but then bringing on other people, you're going to be spending more to, to make the website work. So um, how do you encourage people to say that it is worth it to to spend on these these other workers for your website? Like I I think that the the uh, reality is that you you know you you have to be true to, to thine own self be true and you know you know you you're starting out trying to design the life and lifestyle that you want and you know like you know I'm you know very you know, very honest that, you know, I've, I've got the gift of gab. I love talking to suppliers. Yeah. I love getting on the phone and even doing cold calls to suppliers. But, you know, I don't want to do the technical stuff. And as much as I'm, I'm a math guy, as much as I would find it intellectually interesting to do our AdWords, um, you know, I know I'm going to get busy and I'm going to get distracted and it's not the greatest use of my time. Now, manage someone that does that. I do that in my day job. I manage technical people in my day job. So I can do that all day long. And, you know, that part I can enjoy because I can debate the idiosyncrasies and the finer points with someone that's actually doing it for me. So hmm. I like that. So I, I think, Ryan, you know, um, sit back and, and say, look, um, you know, there might be 10 or 20 percent of the job that you're going to kind of have to hold your nose and do yourself. But for goodness sakes, be honest and say, you know, what is the 80% of the, 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 the job that, that, um, that I either enjoy doing or I'm delighted to give someone else to do? <laughs> okay. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that would be the best way to approach it, I okay. think. So, you know, so the, the entrepreneur's, the entrepreneur's dilemma is that, you know, they think they can do it all and they haven't really, been truthful, you know, about their the amount of time, the amount of knowledge, or maybe the amount of money they have, and you know they're busy. And um, you know, if you if you don't scale, you will fail. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of great wisdom in here, Ian. Um, thank you so much for sharing with us. This was great. Yeah, Ryan. I I hope I helped somebody. I've seen people struggle through this. 
And there's nothing worse um, than not getting it right. And it really is pretty easy to get it right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and there are a lot of tricks, uh, that, that, you know, you only learn over time, but, you know, as I tell everybody, you know, start as quickly as you can be prepared to have a few uh, skin knees and, and bloody noses, you know, um, but you know, you'll, 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 you'll figure it out. It's just not that hard to be honest. It's not rocket science. Right. Right. That's good. That's good to hear because there's a lot of information. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ian. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Have a good one. Until thanks. the next time. All right. See ya. All right, folks. There you have it. That wraps up my conversation with Ian Bond of Professional Website Investors. He shared a ton of valuable insights and advice today on how to scale your website to make sure it will grow. We also shared some tools and resources, which will all be linked up in the show notes at professionalwebsiteinvestors.com. I hope you enjoyed our conversation please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review in your favorite podcast directory. Until next time, best of luck in all that you do, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Professional Website Investor Podcast.